Hi, this is Bill Cecil, and welcome to episode number seven of my Best Year Ever or Bust podcast series designed to help uplift, motivate, and empower each of you teachers out there to have your best year ever by helping your students make it their best year ever, despite any and all challenges that you might be facing. And I would guess that by now in week seven, uh, you must be experiencing some challenges. And so hopefully this podcast series is becoming more relevant as time goes on. And it's it's helping you to adopt that 100% I'm all in attitude. Nothing's going to stop me from helping my students have their best year ever. So I want to thank you again for taking time to listen to this, especially I know how busy you are. But I'm going to jump right into it tonight because we're going to be busy. In fact, tonight in this episode, I'm going to get you involved. We're going to be working together tonight. So you're not just going to sit back and listen to me ramble on. I'm going to keep you busy. So if you're driving in your car or you're listening to this in bed waiting to go to sleep, somebody told me recently, I kid you not, they said they listened to my podcast series and it helped them to fall asleep. I don't know if that's good or not. That didn't sound like a compliment to me, but they assured me they were really tired that night, but my voice helped put them to sleep. So I don't think that's good for ratings. But if you are driving or if you're getting ready to go to sleep, this may not be the time you want to listen to this. So what you want to do is you want to wait till you get home because right now what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to pause the com- your computer or whatever you're listening to, your phone, whatever device you're listening to this podcast on. And when I say go, and you're going to go out and you're going to grab a piece of paper. I don't want you to do this on the computer. I want you to actually write on paper today possible. So right now, please gather those materials because it's really going to come in handy for this episode. So go ahead and pause. Okay, hopefully you're back and you got your piece of paper and also a pen or a pencil. It doesn't matter. Uh, but if it is a pencil, it should be a number two pencil, as you know, because you never, you know, it's, it's a school. And, and whenever we take tests, we definitely have a number two pencil. And this just might be, a, there might be a test in this, this episode. So just, just hang in there. All right, but seriously, I'm going to have you follow a series of directions. So I'm going to go slowly so that hopefully you can keep up with me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have you fold your piece of paper hamburger style from the top to bottom. That's what my kids called hamburger style. If you turn it the other ways uh, and you fold it, that's hot dog style. So this is hamburger style. So you got the paper the way you'd put it in your printer probably. And uh, you're going to take the top, fold it down to the bottom. So do that real quickly. And now what you're going to do is you're going to open your paper up and at the very top left-hand corner above the fold, but at the top of the paper, you're going to write down part one. Okay, this is the part one. We're going to do four parts to this activity. So each square is going to, or each rectangle, I guess it is, you're going to actually be using each section to write in. So this is part one. And what I want to have you do at the top next to part one, I'm going to have you write down best day ever vision. If you remember back in episode one, I had you write down a vision of what your best year ever would look like. I had you start writing about what your grand vision was. Well, I want to kind of change it just a little bit today just to kind of make it more fresh because that was six, seven weeks ago if you're listening to it one week at a time, right? So uh, anyways, what I'm going to have you do right now is I'm going to have you write down what would a best day ever look like in your classroom? This might be something you dreamed about. You know, it's like someday when I start teaching, oh man, this is this this is what my teaching career is going to look like. Every day I'm going to walk in, it's going to look like this. It's going to feel like this. It's going to sound like this. So again, if I'm a fly on your wall and this is the day that's happening, this is the day where you want your principal or somebody who's evaluating to walk in or a guest or somebody special to see you in the zone teaching the way you've always dreamed about it. And your kids are actually there with you as well in the zone, making you look good and you're making them look good and you guys are functioning well as a team. So in all seriousness, take a minute and really think about that again. And you're going to write down what's it look like 
feel like, and sound like. Okay, so if I were flying the wall, what would I be hearing, seeing, and feeling in your classroom? So go ahead and pause your computer and maybe write down a few bullet points under each. And then when you're ready in about a minute or two, I wouldn't go over that. Unpause your computer and we'll continue. Okay, so go ahead and pause. Okay, welcome back. So now you have a list in front of you. And what I'm going to have you do now is I'm going to have you, if we were together, I'd have you share this out, right? But since we can't, you might want to look it over real quickly one more time and say, yeah, this is it. This is my vision. Oh, yeah, this would be the best day ever in my classroom, right? This is what I'm aiming for. Maybe you've already hit it once or twice. Maybe you're hitting it pretty consistently or maybe realistically, it's something that you haven't even hit once yet. You know, you're still striving to get to that perfect day or that best day, not perfect, but best day ever right? Um, Or maybe you've hit it once or twice, but you wish you could hit it more consistently. But whatever it is, read it one more time. And then what I'm going to have you do is after you do that, you're going to go down below the fold and you're going to put down part two. Okay, this is part two. And what you're going to write down next to that is reasons why I'm not hitting that target consistently or hitting that target at all at this point in time. All right, so let me say that again. Next to part two, you're going to write down reasons why I'm not hitting that target or my class and I aren't hitting that target consistently or hitting that target at all at this point in time. And if you're already hitting it consistently, then you can just take a breather and just kind of follow along. But for most of you, I think if you're honest about it, you know, if you're like me, when I was uh, teaching in the classroom, even after many years of experience, there'd probably still be some things that I could say, you know, we're not quite hitting the target consistently enough for my taste. So here are some things that I would write about. So what you're going to do is underneath that title, you're going to write down a list of reasons why you and your class are not hitting that target consistently. What's holding you back, right? You you have your target, but you're not hitting it or hitting it consistently enough yet. So be real honest and write these down. Remember, nobody's going to see this. I can't read what you're writing. It's not on your computer. It's on a piece of paper. It's for your private use only. So go ahead and write down some bullet points as to what's holding you back from having your best year ever. Some of the challenges that you're facing in your classroom that's holding you back so go ahead and do that right now please and then push pause and then when you're done turn it back on and again I wouldn't go over one or two minutes with this ready pause okay welcome back so now that you have your list of reasons or challenges of what's holding you back maybe from hitting that target consistently what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you read it over one more time and see if there's anything else you want to add to it and so as you're doing that go ahead I'll give you a second or two Take a look at it. I really want you to really see this because this is going to be a big part of what we're going to be working on. And by the way, I don't know what's on your list. Nobody else is going to know because it's on your piece of paper that's private. It's not going to be shared with anybody else. But it is an important piece of information for you to have because it's going to help you as the leader of your team know what you're going to be doing. Now, my guess is without looking at your paper, I bet I can guess some things you may have put down. And and I'm I'm not saying all of these um, or many of these, but these are some things that if I was thinking about challenges that teachers face in the classroom that I faced in the classroom, even, even in my 31st year, I was always facing some of these challenges. So I bet it would come down to some things like daily challenges in your classroom or that you see consistently in your classroom. It might be, for example, poor behavior, uh, disengaged students, high absenteeism and tardy rates, students not getting along with each other, maybe a lack of respect for themselves, for others, for yourself. It could be you feel like you're putting too much time still and putting out brush fires in your classroom on a regular basis than having more time to uh, spend teaching and your kids having more time to learn. 
Transitions might be a problem in your room. Sloppy transitions that waste time, frustrate you. Yeah, so that's, that might be something that you're still dealing with with your grade level or with your students. You don't feel everyone's on the same page, right? You still feel like there's darts going off in separate directions. They're not focused where you all are headed to your shared vision or mission, right? So you've still got some people that aren't on the same page with where you'd like them to be as a team moving forward. Could still be you're having too many late assignments and or incomplete homework assignments. So maybe they're late or they're just not done well or they're not done properly, right? Poor test scores. This could still be an issue. You're, you're teaching. The kids are doing the work, but they're somehow rushing through the test or they're not listening enough during the instructional part uh, or studying on their own. Uh, maybe you're feeling stressed out, fatigued, or feeling burned out. Maybe you're still concerned about some mental health concerns for students and yourself. Uh, maybe you're even having trouble sleeping at night because you got all this on your mind, right? And I would hope not, but I know some people will explain this to me or share this with me that they sometimes question if they're really cut out to be a teacher. And please, I hope that's not the case. So give me some more time to work with you, okay? Because I guarantee you, I'm going to give you the mindset and the doable plan to really, really change that if you're feeling that right now. We need you. We need every single hero we can get to be in those classrooms. And you are definitely a hero. So remember that. Hang in there. So hopefully you're looking at your list and maybe you just added a couple more or maybe, you know, because you thought, yeah, I didn't think of that. But, you know, Bill just said that. And I thought, yeah, that's something we could still be working on. So basically, I want you to understand how important this what you just did is. You've told me where you want to go. You have your target, right? Best day ever, eventually best year ever. But you, you, you know where you want to go and you know where you are right now. And you know now maybe some reasons why you're where you are. But in between there, this is what I want to talk about. So flip your paper over, okay? And on the top of the back sheet of paper, put down part three. This is above the fold on the clean side now you haven't used. And then what I want you to write down is the title, The Gap. I'm not talking about the store at the mall, okay? But just write down The Gap after part three. And then go down about maybe two inches. And then I want you to make the letter A up against the left-hand side of the piece of paper. And it could be a couple inches tall. Make it, you know, make it big enough that it jumps out a little bit. And then I want you to go all the way over to the right side, right across from the A, and I want you to put a B next to that edge. So you got an A on the left on the left side edge. You got a B on the right side edge. And there's that space in between. And then below it, I want you to write in letters about an inch to two inches big, the gap, and underline it. Now, this is important because this is what's holding you back between A and uh, where you are now. A is for at, where you're at right now, and B, where you want to be, best year ever, or even best day ever, that's going to lead to best year ever. So that's a good way to remember that. A is where you're at right now, B is where you want to get to, and the gap, that huge chasm in between, right, that's where you are. That's where you got to cross over somehow. you got to find a way from A to B by closing that gap. You've got to actually bridge that gap. And the way you do that is by taking care of the problems that you've listed on the bottom of the page before this. And so those are the problems that are holding you back. And so you've got to be thinking about, you know, how you're going to close that gap. Now, what I want to do to help you do that today is this. There's a purpose for all of this. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, like I'm not getting there and this is terrible. And now he's talking about I can't sleep at night. Now I probably won't sleep tonight. No, that's not it at all. This is setting you up now for success. Okay, so now we're getting to the fun part. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a pop quiz today. 
Now, I, I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, a pop quiz. If you're like me, when I heard that when I was in school, my heart would start racing, right? I started sweating like I was eating something hot and uh, get really nervous. My hands would get all sweaty and, you know, it just made me very uncomfortable. But I'm going to do for you something I wished my teachers would have done for me when they declared a pop quiz. This is my dream and this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm actually going to take a couple minutes and I'm going to first give you a quick summary of some of the materials that we covered through episodes one through six, which is what the pop quiz is going to be about. Because as a leader with a team to lead, you got to pass this quiz to be able to move forward and to close that gap that we're looking at at the backside of that piece of paper between that A and B, right? And so this is what this is going to be about. So if you remember in episode one, I asked you each of you to think of yourself as a leader with a team to lead, right? We even talked about the, the quote from Bill Parcells. Uh, it said winners develop a vision, but we changed it to leaders develop a vision and list others to join them. And we talked about how great leaders have grand visions that's able to enlist others to join them and then also have a doable plan for them. But it first starts with their vision. And so I asked you in episode one to start creating your grand vision that you're going to eventually share with your team, but something that you would be excited to go for with your team. And then in episode two, if you remember, I introduced strategy number one, which is from setting the table for success, right? You have to set that table before you start really serving the meal. And as a teacher, you have to really set the table while you're serving the meal. But it's very important to have these four strategies. But in episode two, I shared strategy number one, which is creating a shared vision and a mission for your students and you to work on throughout the year, right? A shared vision or mission together, but where you're all going to be going in the same direction. And we and we even use the analogy of the darts, right? You want everybody going in the same direction so you're not blindfolded when you're throwing those darts. You don't want your students blindfolded not know where they're going. You're all going towards the dartboard and you're going to have much better results. So this was going to be your shared vision that you're going to share with your students. If you remember, I even shared bullet points from the back of my book, which is again, uh, my playbook that I use every year. And I, and I encourage you to take a look at it's on my website uh, bestdriver.net so but anyways I gave you those bullet points and I said you could even take a few of my bullet points to turn into the targets or the vision shared vision that you're going to work on with your team so in episode number three if you remember I talked about tapping into the power of team where your students start to feel a strong sense of belonging a strong connection right and they start to realize that by working together with others they can accomplish things they'd never be able to do on their own Ah, Kathy, the babysitter story. Remember that? Yeah, and hopefully even listen to the bonus episode that was attached to uh, right after episode number three. But anyways, that was tapping into the power team. It's the importance of knowing that you got to give your team a sense of connection, a place they want to come to every day because they feel a sense of belonging. They feel like people care about them, people look out for them, and they do the same for others. They care for them and they look out for them, right? And that moved us into episode number four, which is strategy number two. Well, you got to first... Take your group of people and you got to first build them into a team, right? You can't just throw that pile of lumber in the corner and call it a building and expect people to, you know, go in and out of it like it's a building. Well, same thing with your group of students. You can't just call them a team and expect them to work like a team. You got to take time to build that team. And I asked you to use some team building or icebreaker activities with your students to help get them up and out, break out of their nests and break, tear down those walls and start interacting with each other in a fun, exciting way where they're trying to, the objective is to try to get something accomplished either, you know, with a few people or others to, to somehow move forward in the game. And so they were getting to know each other, which helps to get rid of those cooties and clicks so that when you need them to work together, boom, they're ready to go. 
And that moved us all the way up to episode number five. What a nice walk through memory lane, isn't it? (laughs) Episode number five, I introduced strategy number three, which is now getting into the last two strategies. If you remember, I said, these are the deal breakers. Before you can lead your team, you have to manage your team. Before you can teach your students, you have to be able to manage your students. These two, strategy number three and four, are the best strategies for getting the quickest results and to move your team forward again. Talking about closing the gap, these will do it very, very fast, okay? And by the way, the longer you leave these two, unattended, if you if you just ignore them, hoping they're going to go away on their own, you're making a big mistake. That chasm, that gap between A and B is going to get wider and it's going to get deeper and it's going to get your team further and further away from where you want them to go. It's going to make it harder to get there. And so you got to, you have to close this gap. So in strategy number three, I talked about how important it is to teach, model, practice the procedures you want your team to follow. I think I even asked you to go out and talk to other teachers in your building to find out, you know, what are the top procedures that they use or to be kind of looking out for that. And then to pick one or two, maybe a week and start working on those. And then once they hit that target consistently, maybe add on some more like triage, hit the most important ones first. And eventually you'll save a lot of time, a lot of frustration. You'll give yourself more time to teach your students more time to learn, which again now takes us up to last episode. So episode number six, I talked about rules. You gotta have rules. And if you can't create those boundaries in your room by enforcing, by clearly establishing and enforcing, consistently enforcing your rules, then you're gonna have a disaster every year. Everything else is out the window. It doesn't matter. You can have the greatest vision in the world. It's out the window. Why? Because you got that gap. You're never going to get from A to B if you got that gap in your room. So strategy number three and four are the really big ones. And so you have to have the courage to really enforce your procedures and enforce your rules or you're, you're going to have chaos. And if you have chaos, you're never going to get, like I said, from A to B to your best year ever or, or anywhere you want to go in your classroom other than to the land of just a nightmare, not only for you, but for your students. So please just keep that in mind. But I asked you to come up with five rules or less. Remember, keep them positive. You might even have the kids help you uh, work on them. But you also got to write them in a way that says what you do want, not what you don't want. Like, for example, you wouldn't have no talking, but instead of one person, you might say one person talks at a time uh, to show respect or whatever. But you were going to come up with your rules. That was what I asked you to do. So now we are ready for your pop quiz. So on your piece of paper, you're still on the top half of where the gap is. You wrote the gap under your A and B. And right below it, I want you not on not below the fold. I still want you above the fold because you're going to need a little bit of room. You're going to write down part four. Don't put the pop quiz after that yet. Just just put part four and then write down question number one or just a one and circle it or whatever, however you separate it so you know that this is question number one. All right. So question number one is, please write down in a few sentences or bullet points your grand vision, what you're trying to accomplish this year with your students. So I asked you to write that down. So without looking it up, you should have it sorted by memory by now. Write down what your grand vision is in a few sentences if you can. So go ahead and do that. I'll take a pause and then, you know, you can turn it back on and keep going. So pause. Okay, very good. Question number two. Name at least three targets you're working with with your students. Remember I said best year ever was too vague of a target, so I broke it down to the bullets on the back of my book, right? And so I asked you to break your vision down. And, and I remember if, you, if I remember correctly, I, I think I said start with only a couple or a few because less is more instead of trying to hit them with a zillion targets all at once. So write down your two or three targets that you said you're going to work with with your students to start hitting consistently that would 
help reinforce your, your vision for your best year ever, your shared vision. So go ahead and write that down right now. Two or three targets. Okay, so number three. What are you doing each day to keep your best year ever vision mission alive and well, going strong in your classroom for the first 21 to 30 days? And if you've already done that, you've already passed the 21, 30 day mark and you're, you're, you've built a winning team, and you're starting to attract fans because remember, winning teams attract fans, and it's going smoothly. That's great. And you can write down what were the what were the, some of the ways, two or three ways that you kept it alive for 21, 30 days, so it'd become a habit, right? Because it takes Pavlov's dogs. I told you, it takes 21, 30 days to get them to form a habit. And so, what did you do to keep your vision, shared vision, alive for 21, 30 days? And if you're still working on it, somewhere in that 21, 30 day range, and you're still working on it, what are you doing on a daily basis? The two or three things you're doing at least to keep your vision alive. You don't have to write more than that, but just write down two or three things that you either did that worked or that you're doing right now that's helping you to create that shared vision so go ahead and do that and i'll pause it okay now number four name two icebreakers or team building activities you've done with your team so far this year to help build your team into a strong winning team or to build your group of students into a strong winning team what are at least two different icebreakers you've done with your team write those down if you haven't I'll never know, but you got to remember, if you're not doing these things, how can you expect to get there? So you got to commit. Good leaders, man, strong leaders, they, they're the ones that create the plan. They got to be the ones that are modeling it. They're the ones that are motivated to do it. So you get your team to do it with you or to follow along with you, right? So, But hopefully you did two or three icebreakers. You can write those down right now. If not, what would be two that you could do in the next 30 days if I asked you to, right? So just write down a couple right there. So I'm going to pause it and let you do that. Okay, we're getting close to the finish here. Number five, list your top three procedures that you've taught, modeled, and practiced with your students since the last time I talked about procedures with you, okay? You might have more than three, but what are three that you've introduced or two or three that you've introduced that have really taken off and starting to make a difference in your classroom or that you went back and reinforced and really, you know, taught it again and modeled it and practiced it and celebrated it with them, right? So write down... And if they're your best procedures or either or, you can write down your top procedures that are working really well in your classroom right now. So pause it. All right, number six, two questions to go. List your rules that are posted in your room. Notice I didn't say the rules that you have. I, they got to be posted. Remember, they got to be up there. Front and center would be the best spot. But what are your five rules that you have posted in your room? So go ahead and write those down right now. Pause. And number seven. Last question. This is the big one. I want you to name one consequence that was a negative consequence that you had to enforce in your classroom, either to the whole team or to a student that uh, had broken the rule more than the warning rule, right? So I said, maybe you give them a warning the first time, but then they do it again during the day. They break one of your rules and that now it takes it into a consequence. What would be one of the consequences that you've enforced? Hopefully you have at least one because if you don't, my guess is you're really, your gap is not going to close because you can have all the rules you want, but if you're not enforcing them, and believe me, there's not a team on this planet that's going to this early in the year is not going to just magically you write the rules and they automatically totally start following them without testing the boundaries right so somebody I know has tested those boundaries I'm sure quite a few students have right it's still early in the year but give it 30 days or so and it might be changing but even then every once in a while there's going to be people so there's always going to be some consequences 
But what's one of the negative consequences? And when I mean negative, it means it's just something, you know, that could be small. It could be like, for example, five minutes of recess that they missed. Or maybe the, um, you know, it's a strike against them earning some Twinkies or brownies or something that you're going to give them if they can go a week or two weeks without any major problems in the classroom that you define as how you'll keep score. But my point is there's a definite consequence that the kids knew about and said, yep, he does, you know, or this, she does. They give consequences. My teacher gives consequences. So I'm starting to know the boundaries. That's important. And then also ended on a positive. What's one positive incentive you used either with an individual or your team that they could have earned something positive by doing the right thing and that you made a big deal out of? Remember, we never ignore bad behavior, but we put the spotlight on good behavior and you could make a big deal out of that, even if it's a small thing. So they start to realize that's how you get love in this room. Remember that? So go ahead and write down one negative consequence that you've enforced and one positive consequence that you've, they've earned that you've given, either individually or as a team. So pause it and go ahead and do that. So here's the deal with this pop quiz. Thank you for doing that, by the way. If you actually took the time to do this, again, it tells me your commitment is there. And, and again, that's only you know, but that's good enough, right? You know if you're really doing this or you're kind of going through the motions. My guess, if you're listening to a podcast about best year ever or bust, you're doing it because you're totally into it. You're 100% all in. That's what this whole podcast series is all about. So, right? Okay, but what I want you to do now is up by part four, where I had you write down part four and I, and I gave you the questions. Next to part four, I want you to write down my plan to start closing the gap. And then sometime in the next day or two, you're going to get a highlighter or a red pen and you're going to underline it. My plan to start closing the gap because the gap's right above you to remind you, this is what you're trying to do in your room. This is what's holding you back from reaching your best day ever consistently or at all and trying to move towards you eventually your best year ever. And so this is your plan now in front of you. These are the things that even if you haven't done them yet or if you have done them, it's a reminder. You're going to put it somewhere on your desk, right? You can put it somewhere to remind you, I'm working on the gap. I've got to close the gap. And the, the quicker I do it, the faster we as a team move towards our ultimate mission, our ultimate vision or goal, right? And so you definitely want to put it out there so you can't ignore it. It's easy sometimes. And again, it takes that courage, especially when you're a newer teacher to say, you know what, I'm just so nervous about doing this, but you got to do it because once you do it, you get used to it and the kids see you get used to it. Life gets better for everyone in your room everyone, including the parents at home, because they know their kids wanting to come to school, they're safe, and they're enjoying it. And they feel, you know, they feel like it's a good environment, they're bragging about it at home. So yeah, so this is important. So I want you to keep it out as your plan. And then what I want to do is the last thing today is I want to challenge you to take the 30 day challenge. And what I'm asking you to do for this 30 day challenge is to go back and work this plan every day. doesn't mean you have to give a consequence out every day if, if it's not necessary, but my guess is it could be. My point is you're going to follow this plan every day for the next 30 school days and you're going to stick to it. You're not going to let anything get in the way and say, you know, not today, I'm just not in the mood or, you know, you're really going to commit to it because if you do, you're really going to enjoy the rest of this year. You are on track to making it your best year ever or whatever you have claimed it to be or the vi the vision or the mission that you're on. You're, you're on, well on your way to achieving that. And so you should celebrate that. Next week, I'm going to be starting to talk about some of the doable plans that you can give to your students, even to yourself, that's going to even help you be more successful. So we're going to be talking about challenges of a little bit more. So with that in mind, again, I want to thank all of you for being such, you know, if you're listening and this is week seven and you can put up with all, all the mistakes I'm sure I'm making, definitely 
thank you for that. I appreciate you taking time to listen and to dedicate yourself really to saying, I, I really want to do this. I want to make it the best year ever for my students so I can make it my best year ever. And uh, that's what make you, that's in my book, that's what make you all heroes. You're all heroes for doing that. So thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you for those of you that are sharing this with others. That does mean a lot to me because I'm trying to get the word out. And I have gotten some some people contacting me and letting me know they're listening from different places, or I'm noticing they're listening from different places, even out of the state, which was one of my goals, because yeah, I want to get it out there to more people because I think it's powerful. So thank you for that. And please always remember, best year ever, you have the power to make it happen.